And we're recording. Oh, are we ready to go? We are ready to go. All right. Well, hello. Hello. How are you? Good uh, afternoon. Good evening. Yeah, good morning if you're listening to us in the morning. Um, Remember, the listeners can be listening at any time. They can. Good any, whatever day part you're I, in right now. Ooh, I hate you for stealing it from my brain. Well, well you know, speak up. Well, I mean, I didn't want to over-speak, speak over you, but whatever. Oh, jeez. Cool. All right, all right. Well, here we are again, guys. Here we are again. Through the crate. <laughs> Through the crate. Episode, episode four. Foe? Foe. Thor. You've been in Chicago Quattro. for too long. Foe. Foe, that's what it does? Foe. Foe, foe. My foe, foe, make sure all your kids don't grow. All right, Pac. Oh, I'm sorry. You're a Biggie fan. <laughs> oh, here we go. We're not doing that today. Okay. All we right. didn't do that. All right. All right. <laughs> nah. so what's up, guys? Thanks. Thanks for thanks for tuning in. And listening. And listening to us. <laughs> I do appreciate I'm that. pretty sure that tuning in and listening is the same thing. You know what? It's okay. Because actually, you know, the phrase tuning in, it's interesting you say that. Yeah. So... Think about what that means. Who tunes into anything anymore? No one. <laughs> what does that even mean? I would assume like tuning the TV stations or radio stations from way, way back in the day. Exactly. But who, so, who tunes? Yeah. Nobody does that. No one. But you know what? Do the tunes tune in? Yes. Cartoons? The Cartoon <laughs> Network. So this is... this. <laughs> We're going to be talking about hip-hop today, guys. Yeah, don't worry. This, this, this cartoon talk is not going to continue. This tuning t- talk is not going to continue. We are going to go ahead and start right now with the hip-hop. Hip-hop, the hip-hop. Hop. Hip-hop. So hip-hop this anonymous. Is, it's been a fun week for hip-hop. Mm-hmm. I guess every week is a fun week for hip-hop if every you're week. into hip-hop. Yeah. There's always something you can find. <clears throat> it's interesting. Compelling. Definitely. Uh, let's see here. One interesting thing that happened. What's that? Is that I found out that you better respect my name. Better put some respect on it. I don't know. Are you finished? Are we finished? Are Are you finished? Or are you done? Are we done? So, oh my you know, if you don't know what we what are what we are talking about, um, get out from under that rock. Open up. And uh, let let me just let you know. Um, Birdman went on to the breakfast Breakfast Club this. Uh, this week, or what was it? I don't even remember what day it was, but it was this week. Yes, and it was a literally a two minute interview. It was like a Charlemagne kept joking about it. It was like a minute and forty something seconds. It was it was extremely short, very short. It was literally a hit it and quit it interview. It, it was, was like a, a this is my first time doing an interview on the radio, mm-hmm. and I just got so excited. Exactly, it was literally a oh my god, I'm here and I'm done. That was, was fun. Yeah. Was Hope like, you oh enjoyed it. Oh my god. And I'm done. Yeah. But like, what? What was his intention? Don't worry. That's not. Yeah. Exactly. What was the point? Like, okay. So anyway, he gets to the interview. As soon as they they even uh, they don't even like doesn't even say hi or anything like that. Comes straight into the interview and says, "All right. First of all, I want to get this straight. I want to get this off my chest. Okay. Again, I'm paraphrasing, but." I want y'all to put some respect on my name. Altria, y'all. I need, exactly. That's exactly how I said Altria, y'all. I need y'all to put some respect on my name. And da 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 And like, so everyone's like, okay, well, all right, let's go. And DJ Envy, he's like. Boom, right into the interview. He's like, all right, let's go, let's go. Like, all right, that's fine, let's go. And he's like trying to make sure, he, he's even said, he's like, I was, I was trying to make sure that the cameras were rolling. I wanted to make sure this was being captured. Like, this is crazy. As soon as he comes in, he's boom, flying off the handle. And, we got to get this on tape. And it wasn't just him. It was him and about, I don't know, eight, ten dudes. Yep. All sipping on something. Sipping on <laughs> something. Some haterade, Exactly. Maybe. I don't know what it was. Um, but yeah, so what happens? He, they, uh, DJ Envy finally gets the thing rolling. Kind of mm-hmm. gets it started. And, oh man. So, Charlemagne, I don't agree with this man most of the time. I mean, sometimes I agree with him, sometimes I don't. Whatever. Right. It's a but love-hate he, relationship he with that guy. He is hilarious. He wasted no time. None. The first words out of his mouth are, what, man, you just gonna curse us out? What's up? 
Like, didn't even try to act like nothing happened. He just went right into it. I'm right like, into you it. You are a beast. Yeah, <laughs> like, but, but if you if you watch The Breakfast Club, that's exactly what he's there for. That's exactly what he does. And he prides himself on that being that personality that's going to call you out on your shit and talk to you about it in your, to your face. Right. I also know that this one, I, I've, I feel like he's also been scared of most, not scared, but like a little more drawn back um, to some of the... the um, guests that they've had on the show um prior to this guy um or just in comparison what i'm trying to say okay. is like in comparison to like onyx um fred fredro star uh he was like a little a lot more pulled back because fredro star looked like he was about to pop off right there that's why they had that po meter the pissed off meter oh, and they have fredro's face there because he was ready and i know Charlemagne was just like i want to keep going but i'm not sure if i should like if i like this nigga really be in the streets right and i'm out that life i can't you know so when birdman comes up there i didn't sense any of that from him i feel like bird uh Charlemagne was just like this nigga's a joke yes <laughs> it was i mean at this point <clears throat> he Charlemagne was right like what are you doing rolling up to the radio with all your boys trying Dude. to act hard and trying to pull up on somebody right so yeah, so what? like if you haven't watched watch it again, we'll just continue with the story. Um, Birdman says, you know, I need y'all. Like as soon as they start it, you know, DJ Envy goes in with his intro. It's DJ Envy, Shalom the God, Angeli, and we are the Breakfast Club. We got a special guest for you today. You know, this is the way, the same way he says it every fucking like. It's not a special guest, dude. Sorry, this is a, a tangent, but every time he says it, he's always like, it's a special guest. No, no, no one's a special guest because you say it every fucking but time. But every guest is special. Oh, well then, no, because then nobody's special. Guests are special. Are you, were you a guest on the Breakfast Club? No. Then guess what, nigga? You ain't special. <laughs> oh, okay, so... We got a bre- Breakfast Club stand over here. <laughs> oh, oh no. No, 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 no. No, I'm just saying you ain't special. <laughs> well, anyway, <laughs> I'm tired. See, you always trying to defame me or whatever on this goddamn podcast. It's all cool, though, because I am a lover of life and, and, and love and peace. Anyway, back to the real, <laughs> the real shit. I'm sorry. I will put more respect on your name. Yeah, exactly. Okay. You better put some more respect on my name. Oh, one of y'all. <laughs> so, so anyway. Yeah. Um, he goes. Uh, so they go into it. And so doesn't even really let anybody ask him a question or anything. Angelie's over there with her papers, like ready to go. And Charlemagne's like, all right, let's go. He cursed us out this morning. And then Birdman's like, "Well, I just need y'all to put some respect on my name." Keeps doing the same thing. I'm not gonna say it again. I'm not. He's, he's like, he's like, I'm not gonna say it again. I'm not gonna say it again. I need you guys to put some respect on my name. And then, and then Charlemagne's like, "All right, well, let's let's hash it out." And he goes, "What's happening, Charlemagne?" Again, what's, let's hash this out. What, what's, what's, what's the what's problem? the problem? And what does Birdman say? Ain't no problems. There was a problem. You feel me? Exactly. You feel it. Like, I could. I could. And then he takes off his glasses for dramatic effect. Right. <laughs> I want to be a man and see you in your, you know, see you in your face and tell you how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, Dude, man. So funny. So, so he does that and then he's like, all right, well, let's hash it out. Let's see. So what happened? What's happening? What's happening? Are we here? Are we done? Blah, blah, blah. So basically nothing gets done. But um, Charlemagne. Charlemagne brought a great point. He's like, did you, did you roll up on, on a uh, trick daddy? Or Rick Ross. Or Rick Ross, who were both. Not putting respect on your name. And these are two dudes who supposedly are in the streets. Mm-hmm. Charlemagne ain't no street dude. Yeah. He's going to roll up on the freaking breakfast club for trying to act hard. Right. So it was just like, okay, so he's rolling up on him with seven dudes, sipping syrup. Got his, like, um, I want to say, like, breakfast has ten- Tiffany's glasses on. Like, those things were so huge and looked so fucking feminine. But anyway, um, so then he, he, says, he says all that shit. And then... He doesn't. He's like, I could have pulled up. Are you finished? Are you done? And he just leaves. Yeah. I'm just trying to like recap it. But so I, what? But yeah. What I didn't understand. There were a couple things in there. Yeah. Uh, Charlemagne was like, okay, why'd you curse us out? What's the problem? Mm-hmm. Birdman never laid out any. Ain't no problem. Issues. He said, there's no problem. There's a mm-hmm. problem. You feel it. What does that mean? There was a problem. He would. He put his hands on you or. You try to young thug you or something like right. you feel it. What you mean you feel it, Doug? Like I don't know what y'all over there on it cash money, but uh, feel what <laughs> exactly? Uh, oh, and 
And he's like, he's just trying, he's like, yo, we just trying to figure out what's going on. He had no words. Mm-hmm. He, see, he kept going on about this respect in my name and you got to yeah. put some respect on it. Yeah. Look, dude, here, here's, here's my opinion when it comes to celebrities and really famous and rich people complaining about non-famous and rich people's opinions of them. <laughs> right. You're fucking rich and famous. Who gives a fuck how you feel? Well, let me let me go ahead. I'm uh, sorry. Go ahead. Go I'm ahead. sorry, dude. No, no. If 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 you are a celebrity, you can't be mad at TMZ for snapping pictures of you and, and 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 talking shit about you because of some things that you do. Comes with the territory. It comes with the territory. You have to understand that. However, if that was me, I would be chilling in my freaking private plane with the jacuzzi in it, with two chicks, one of them rolling a blunt, the other one pouring me a glass of the most expensive champagne possible, all right? And I would just be chilling. I wouldn't even hear it. Or I'd hear it and I'd laugh. And I'd be like, you know what? Those are some jealous bitches. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Well, th- well uh, yes, that, I get you. But in this situation... He's rolling up like Charlamagne. He's he may not be as famous as Bird, Birdman, but he's pretty famous. He's got his Uncommon Sense show. He's got his Brilliant Idi- Idiots podcast. Like mm-hmm. he's he's got some fame to him. Okay. Um, and then also like you know he's on the Breakfast Breakfast Club, which is um what number one syndicated hip hop. It's, it's a media outlet. I understand that it's a media outlet, but he still is getting. Like he was even on Love and Hip Hop and stuff like that. Like he's got his own type of fame. For sure. And then not even let alone that. Like even if we want to put him aside, the two people that came on his sh- that show to talk about Birdman was Trick Daddy and Rick Ross. Um, so those people have the same amount of fame as him, or in the same lane. Yes. So you like him coming in up up there and having that um, what is it that that disdain or that 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 frustration with the Breakfast Club understandable in a sense but you shouldn't be coming at the breakfast club because they were just reporting on it not um and that's my issue yeah that's my issue they're Mm -hmm. they're new he should have an issue and that's why um why i like what what charlamagne said it's like have an issue with rick ross have an issue with them those are new charlamagne also but yeah exactly charlamagne also says his own thing like giving him donkey of the day for kissing wayne and all that other stuff but you know a grown man kiss another grown man it's something you don't see every day in hip-hop yeah, yeah. He's gonna, I'm gonna report, report on, on it. it. Yes, it's gonna <laughs> right. happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, and if you just look at the whole situation uh, that went around with the Cash Money, Young Money thing between Lil Wayne and uh, uh, Birdman, mm-hmm. and then him all of a sudden going to Young Thug um, and doing the um, what was it, fucking Rich Gang shit, mm-hmm. like that <clears throat> whole soap opera. All right. Yeah. It's it's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Breakfast Club is number one because they're entertaining. Because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's entertainment. It's not, you know, okay, let's let's go out there and report uh, the most important things that are going to help uplift our community. Like, no, <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, they're not that. They're not Definitely that. Definitely not that. <laughs> so why are you going to go up there and try to punk the, you know, hip-hop right. TMZ guys? Like, right. That's why, ridiculous, uh, yeah, dude. like, why are you going to try and come at the radio guy? Ridiculous. Quote. Yeah, that that definitely. And then and then I also was thinking about like, okay, why is Birdman up there in the first place? Like, what do you have to promote? Like, you don't have an album. I, I know you just announced that uh, Rich Gaining's gonna have a new album, but w- there's the one thing that's hanging in that balance that no, like that everybody wants to know about. Nobody wants to know about this Rich Gain. Nobody wants to know about anything else you have going on. I, apparently, he has some like. Um, mo, uh, mogul TV show that's going yeah, on. Yeah, he has a like a biopic. Yeah, a biopic or whatever. Right. Um, and, and like he's got these things, and but he never really addresses as to why he comes up there because he actually went on to Angie Martinez as well, and actually and gave and, a freaking boring ass interview. Hella boring. What the fuck was that? And and I love Angie Martinez to like she's probably up there with Sway. And there's like Sway and Angie like up there as like two of the most prolific hip hop journalists. Ever. But her two last Birdman interviews were so weak. Well, I mean, you also have to... She has to make sure that she is respected as somebody to which a Birdman will interview with her. So if she if she's not getting anything, she can't press on something like the way that... Um, like a Charlemagne will press buttons or something sure. like that, you know? So she's got, she's got a, a, she's even like, she still has Tupac interviews that she's never released because of, of like, just because it's, it's Tupac. And those were like 
sacred to her and she doesn't want it to ruin the culture and, or or anything like that not saying that there's something in those 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 uh interviews but that she's really like trying to make sure that she preserves this culture and that she preserves her stature as a respected trusted journalist like sure. if you go up to Charlemagne, you're not trusted. Like you have to know that if your dirty laundry's out there, it's gonna be aired. You go to a- Angie, you can trust that she's gonna respect your privacy if you want to be private about something. Fair enough. So I mean, it, it doesn't take away from the fact that she had two very boring Birdman interviews. Okay. Um, okay. I, <laughs> All right. I totally get that. <laughs> I totally get that. But when it comes to Birdman, mm-hmm. I after that first one, and he gave you nothing. He gave mm-hmm. you crumbs. Who cares if you keep that, you know, trust with him mm-hmm. if you don't get anything out of him? But there's another thing, though. The only re- I would say, like, probably the only reason why she took this, this second one is because of that whole respect thing. So maybe she can get something. And she doesn't know what's going to happen. You you get people live on the air. You don't know what's going to happen. So that's probably why she did it. She, she was just going to try and see if there was something else that she can get out of him. Unfortunately, it was fucking boring as shit. I mean, we learned... It was... it was There was only a couple of things that you learn about him, like um, his upbringing, like how he was, like, you know... Okay, and now my cousin's falling asleep on the mic. Uh, <laughs> what? What, did you yeah, say like something? Some, some of those things are okay. interesting to me, but yeah, overall, it was a boring interview. I will agree. So he's got that thing hanging in the balance. Nobody wants to know about these other things. Um, that one thing that's hanging in the balance is what's going on with him and Wayne. And they won't talk about it. Wayne won't talk about it. He won't talk about it. We'll see that they're hanging out on New Year's, but we don't know what's going on. We still don't have a Carter Five. Nope. We still don't have anything else that's coming out from, like, the only thing that we have from, from Little Wayne is the Collie Grove album with two chains so i mean and that was i actually really liked it and you know i thought i thought it was really good so like having that album coming out which is good but we still want to know like what's going on with that situation and that's like been the one thing that's hanging in the balance of birdman i don't think birdman's going to be able to get away from that until it's addressed he just won't do any more interviews with anybody else except for angie because (laughs) because she still give a bird boring who who, who won't (laughs) ask him the question all right but yeah, that's just the one thing I wanted to bring up, though. I just I thought that the, the interview was ridiculous, first of all. Respect my name, all that bullshit, but he, he can't even talk. Did you see him t- take out his uh, grill? Yeah. He, when he, he took out his grill oh to talk to Charlemagne. God. It was Cause, ridiculous. Because he, he, he didn't want to sound foolish with a right. piece of metal in his mouth. I'm sorry if everybody heard me swallow. I, I think I heard it. Anyway. Gross. <laughs> hey, hear me swallow. <laughs> And she said it again. <laughs> yes, I did. So how do you feel about uh, Panda being the number one song in the country? Panda? Uh, mixed feelings, man. Mixed. What? What's What's in the mix? I'm curious. So, one, I'm happy to see that somebody is um, benefiting, I guess you could say. Like, I'm happy that he is doing something with his life and he's... he's Making money, like I'm not gonna knock the hustle. Is as, what I'm as, as an individual, you're <laughs> happy in, for designer, right? Designer, and like he has that energy. Like to be honest, like as a performer, uh, it might. All right, as a performer, he's cool. Like I've seen him a couple times, like um, via YouTube videos. I don't go to their shows. So, so, but like he's got that energy that makes you just want to get up and start dancing and like, yeah, I'm feeling this. You know, first of all, that. Second of all, um, like, you know, just kids that are bored and stuff like that. Sorry, that's shit falling in the background. So designer, yeah. Like, seriously, like, I th- I just really think it's good that some a kid coming out of the Bronx or I think it's somewhere in New York, coming out of New York, making the song, um, having that energy, having that, like, momentum. Like, he had to do some work to get to where he is, especially to have Kanye um, notice him and put that song on his album, especially have Pusha T notice him, Pusha T being the the um, president of good music now. Um, so I, I respect that. On the other hand, there's the carbon copy print of future, like insert future here. And, or you know what I'm saying like like why you are future like that is who you are like you are literally um stealing this dude's whole fucking swag so I've heard so, this a lot yeah and you know me I'm I'm a future fan mm-hmm. uh and I listen to a lot of future old mm-hmm. and new and so 
my question to you mm-hmm. that I question a lot of people what about him is future his you said voice. He, his voice okay what else his voice the flow okay. I got in Atlanta so that I that I feel like is very future. Okay. Um, to me, that's just southern. That's just southern. There's a okay. lot of people in the south that have that flow. Well, a lot of people that are buying off future though. To me, I feel like future popular uh, maybe made that flow or that whole thing popular. So I'm just curious because everyone is like, oh my god, he's the little future. And on first listen, it, it, it you think it's future just because mm-hmm. of the, the tone of his voice. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't actually use the auto-tune to get his voice like that. No, like he future doesn't. does. No. So Future uses auto-tune to make his voice sound a certain kind of way. Mm-hmm. If you know older Future stuff, before he was on the auto-tune, he didn't sound like that. Okay. His flow wasn't even like that. Hmm. Um, but Future's evolved. And the, the Future that we know of now is a Future that has caught his stride and... Ran with it. <laughs> he ran with it. He found mm-hmm. a style. He found a flow that the fans love and eat up okay. constantly, and he's stuck in it. Um, a lot of people call, like, even the Migos flow, you know, uh, is just really popular in the South. You know, a lot of people in the South have that kind of, we spoke on it on the last podcast about, you know, Southern rappers having that pocket and sticking that in cadence, it. That cadence, yeah. Um, and so that's something that's been popular is that, I mean, Young Thug has this thing. So that's just a southern thing. So when you take out the voice, all you're really left with the flow, which is the flow that a lot of people have. And if you listen to how he actually raps, I've seen some like ciphers that he's done and... Uh, or a in some. I've seen a cipher that he's done, okay. um, and then actually listening to Panda, the, taking out the chorus part because it's a really loose song. Yeah, it if, is. If, if you take out the chorus and actually listen to the verse, um, it's like one verse though, right? It's like one verse, and the chorus like repeats like <laughs> right, ten times. Right. But in that verse, <clears throat> his flow is actually varied, and he he his rhyming style is kind of it's southern influence, but it's not. A complete copycat of the cadence. His mm-hmm. voice, yes, he sounds like Future, but that's just his voice. Like that's just how the man sounds. Mm-hmm. So to say he's like a carbon copy print of Future, okay, the ad libs are kind of Future. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, but that's another thing. That's Future. Um, he's very annoying with that. Like that's he, Future. Ad libs overused. <laughs> so so yes, he's definitely heavily influenced by the South in the way he does his. his his flow and the way he does his ad libs. Mm-hmm. The voice is completely coincidental, but to his credit, it's helped him cement a number one record. Right. So that's just. A, I, I, so then, then my question is like, what happened to being? Never mind. I'm not even gonna go there because that's. I was gonna say what happened to being original, but like. Oh, actually, I, I, I have a question for you. I wanted to ask um, while you were doing that whole um, spiel. Um, so then with Future, like, because we know that Migos, it used to be the Migos flow, and Migos stole it from Future. And then now it's come back to being Future's flow. Do we know if that is Future's flow, or is there somebody else that came before Future that came up with that flow? I don't know. I honestly want to give Future credit for that. Yeah, I um, think I would too. Because I, I know it was never Migos' flow. Migos just came up and did something with it. I mean, it. the Migos will claim that flow. Mm-hmm. In interviews, Future has not disputed it. Um, he's never claimed to be the one that's come up with this flow or this sound. Um, he's always just been about, this is what I do, this is how I rock. Um but if you listen to his old record, his actually his his first record wasn't that good. That uh, Pluto 3D or whatever. I didn't eh, listen. Yeah, <laughs> it was alright. Mm-hmm. Um, Honest, in my opinion, was actually a very slept-on Future record, mm-hmm. um, which he showcased a lot of different flows. Um, so to me, one of the things that made Future 
uh, interesting was that different songs I heard him on, he always came with a different flow. So he was a Southern guy who sounded Southern with good ad-libs and a great voice who always would find some unique way to kind of ride a beat. Mm -hmm. And that's, we talked about it before, was something I've loved about Southern rappers is just their ability to hop on a beat and find a cadence, find something that works that you might not have thought of before. Um, so I feel like that future flow or the, the Migos flow was a future flow that he used in like maybe one or two songs before, but it wasn't something that was so prevalent in his style that you could attribute it to him. Mm -hmm. But if you go back and listen, he was totally doing that stuff before. Hmm. Um, That's interesting. I mean, one one song that comes to mind, um, Young Nigga Move That Dough. Young Nigga Move That Dough. Think of Future's verse. Yeah. Whipping the bricks. Making the bricks. Slipping the bricks. Slipping the mint. And like, that was before Migos. Yeah. Like people, like, and just even the way his flow was so different on that. and. People weren't doing that type of people weren't doing that kind of different shit before future really just made it popular to just kinda of be a little different. Right. Uh, I, I I agree with that. So so that's my spiel on that. I, I don't think it's Amigos flow. I think it's it's a southern flow that future had used, whether he was the inventor or the creator of it. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but the It was popularized by him then. Yeah, I mean I I think that that's the first I've heard of it. Migos definitely took it mainstream. I mean, that, <clears throat> that Versace song definitely uh, put that flow on the map. And then when Drake did it, it was like, done. The whole God game. damn is, that Drake stamp. The whole, the whole <laughs> game is on it. Drake a stamp something and it becomes standard. the norm. Standard, yeah. yeah. So, I mean. Whatever, Drake. Yeah. Better, that views from the sick better, uh, six better be good. Better be great. Better be monumental or you're out of here, bro. Deuces. I know we uh, talked about that last episode, but... It's, it's I was just true. thinking about it because, one, we just mentioned him, and two, like, that's another album that's supposed to come out, like, on at, by the end of this week, right? What's today? The 26th? No, it's coming out on the 6th of April, right? The 29th. 29th? To, yeah, 29th. Oh, then it's coming out two days. Yeah. So maybe the, by the time we drop this, it'll be out, and you guys can all tell us if he if he hit a home run or not. I'm trying to drop this tonight. <laughs> okay. Or Boom. <Ordinary. laughs> Done. Um, but yeah. My bad. Anywho. Uh, so speaking of dropping stuff, uh, that ASAP Ferg finally dropped. Oh my God! Yeah. So I know you were um, pretty. Excited about that? I was very excited for it. Um, I was waiting and anticipating it. New Level was the first single that came out, and it was one of my favorite turn up, let's get in the zone kind of songs. Uh, and then he dropped the other song, uh, Let It Bang, mm -hmm. featuring Schoolboy Q. Another one. I was just like, hell yeah. Both bangers. Both bangers. Um, then the album dropped. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and 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 that's kind of what it sounded like when it dropped. <laughs> uh, I don't hate it. Did you listen to it? Yeah, I listened to it. What I gave you? it. I gave it one active listen. Oh. Um, I wish I could have sat with it more, but okay. I couldn't. Um, but just off that one active listen, um, I thought it was. A six out of ten. Okay. Um, it I it it sounds so one thing I it sounds very commercial. Like he's trying to do something. Yes. He's trying to be reach a different market. He uh, a new level. Trap, yeah, exactly a new level. Like I I and like that's not entirely bad. No. Um, that's fine. Um, but it also felt like it was all over the place. Like, I couldn't get a good groove going into that album. Um, like, you start off with... I, I can't remember the... It's like It was just like... You start off with... Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, that, that one was good. Uh, I'm trying to look up the track list right now. But um, it's just like... 
you have like a good song and then you go into that EDM thing and it throws off the whole yeah uh, the whole flow so as a collection of songs it's not bad no you know I there's a lot of the songs in there I like um there's a couple songs in there that are just kind of annoying um but I don't I don't really hate any song individually on it Right. But as a cohesive album, it is anything but cohesive. Right. It's not cohesive. It's very commercial. Um, Rebirth, that's the song. Uh, so Rebirth was fine. And then going from Rebirth to Hungerham, I just felt like that was a very bad transition. Every For, transition on this album is horrible. <laughs> but the, the smoothest individ- transition. Yeah, yeah, like the individual songs, cool. Yeah. But there's no flow. You know, like I'm... I'm when I, we were talking about this before. You know, mm-hmm. you listen to an album, you're listening to it for the experience of an album. Right. It's not just a collection of songs. Right. It's, it's a project. You know, that's what you put the work in. That's why you take the time and sit down and plan and, and try to get songs that fit together mm-hmm. to a cohesive project. So looking at the, the, the album art that came out, you know, the first couple singles, um, the name, <clears throat> Always Strive and Prosper, I don't know. I was just expecting so much more, right? Just a a more cohesive project. I feel like Trap Lord was more cohesive than it this. It was. One. It definitely was. And it's again, I I like ASAP Ferg. I like a lot of the songs on here, but as a complete album, there's no flow to it. Yeah. As a consumer, I, there's there's it's I would just pick and choose songs to listen to. I wouldn't listen to this album all the way through. And I think as an artist, you want somebody to be able to listen to your album all the way through. And I don't think that they were able to do that with this one. And that's, like, even going back to Drake, I think that sometimes Drake does that too. I mean, Drake's albums have been a lot more cohesive. Like, his transitions have been a lot better than this one. But, like, I think just as an artist, like, you need to make sure that that listener does not get thrown off because that can that turns, turns them off. Like, just like with... Uh, a podcast like if I fucking drop the mic right now you guys gonna be like what the fuck just happened you know it's just all about the the presentation of it and then one thing too it's like that I think about too is, with this album is like he dropped the two best songs on this album beforehand it's like watching a movie trailer for a comedy that has all the jokes in it and you mm-hmm. watch the movie and the best jokes were in the trailer that's what it was that's exactly what this this album was. So it's it, it's kind of disappointing because I was uh, maybe he got our hopes up with those two best tracks and yeah. one of those tracks to be like you know on a pedestal. I'm not sure what he was thinking with that, or maybe it, it I don't know if it was his fault or his management or his team. What happened there? See, it, Somebody dropped the ball, I think. And that's a good point. You know, was this was this ASAP Ferg's best work put on? Well, actually, you can't even say on wax. I know anymore. nothing's it's on like, wax. It's like it's on the internet. But on the binary code, right? One zero one one zero zero zero. Or is it the label saying you need commercial success? You right. need to blow up, right? So we're gonna give you a song with Missy Elliott. Mm-hmm. This pop song but, that sounds like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I was remember. I remember listening to that song and being like, "Oh my god, this song sucks." And then Missy came out, and I was like, "Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. This is okay. This sounds like a Missy song, but a Ferg song." No, but then, but Missy like, and that's the thing. Missy stills a show on his own album, but I think that's something that Ferg does, though. Like he's got, he had. So let's let's think about it. Trap Lord, he had Bone Thugs and Harmony, Onyx, um, uh, Be Real. From you know, what I'm saying? like he had these big names. Like he's, I feel like he's setting himself by having these ones up on uh, these these um, legendary MCs on his album. He's setting himself self up to be a shadow. You know what I'm saying? So by putting Missy on this song, he's setting himself to be a shadow of that on that but, song. But the complete difference is, is mm-hmm. the songs on Trap Lord totally fit Ferg. Like mm-hmm. that's a Ferg song right. featuring Bone Thugs or. Mm-hmm. That was a Missy song featuring Ferg. Yeah, it was. And it was like... Strive uh, is the song we're talking about, if you guys don't know. Uh, and it, you know, it was disappointing for me. Just yeah. as a whole, I was expecting... I was ex- like, I was, I was expecting the kind of bipolar uh, nature of Ferg, where he'll mm-hmm. be in some, like, some ratchetness, and then he'll also give you... Some something else, mm-hmm. which I, I I did like the contrast in the album where he had those 
turn up ratchet songs, and then he also had those kind of introspective, mm-hmm. uplifting the people kind of songs. Mm-hmm. Great. Give us some context. Yeah. Let it flow. You right. know, don't just give me, you know, send me out here and then send me all the way to the the antipodes. And oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, I need to. I, I, let, let's enjoy the journey. Right. right. Um, I was gonna give him some compliments though, because right now we're being a lot. There's a lot of negative. One compliment I will give him is that he has upped his storytelling game. Oh yeah. I will give him that. Like, I think a lot of people sleep on ASAP for being an actual lyricist. I think he has the storytelling ability. I think he has the, um, uh, the char- not the charm, but like it grabs charisma. your attention. The charisma within yeah. his, within his storytelling, within his lyrics, um, it makes you th- like think about things. Um, like when he was talking about on new level, used to be sleeping on ish- itchy beds and stuff like that. Like it makes me think back to my struggle. Like like the music is for people like us. Um, and that's one thing, one compliment I would give him. Like, I'm not going to count him out just because of this album. No, no, There's no, no, no way no. you can count him out. Like, de- definitely wouldn't do it. And then the thing, the, another thing is that he has these, like, the respect of these people. Like, even though these, I feel like these people are putting him in a shadow, um, but he has these Messy Elliots, he has these Bone Thugs, he's at, he has these B-Rails, these Onyx, all these people that respect him enough to get on the same song. Yeah. And that is very, very rare within, um, hip hop nowadays with our young MCs that coming up they're not they're not respecting their elders and not showing love and by him Ferg doing that like that's something that I think is really commendable and really should be noted for sure definitely definitely I mean he you know he definitely is not afraid to look back and just say you know what guys thank you let's do a song together mm-hmm. uh, he also had a song with your boy my boy. Lil Uzi Vert. <laughs> he also has a song Uzi with... Uzi K. ASAP. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was on there. Huh? Who they want? Mm-hmm. He also has a new song out I haven't had a chance to listen to. I want to listen to it, too. I meant to send this to you, but um, Kirk Knight produced a track. Oh, snap. And ASAP Ferg. I forget what it's called. Rosenberg posted it on his... Uh, Instagram or something like that, nice. but it's pretty effing dope. It looks pretty dope. I don't know why I said it's pretty effing dope, and I haven't even heard it. I'm gonna cut that out. But it's pretty effing interesting to All see right. them too. Cool. I mean, I just you know, I would love a do-over for this. Always strive and prosper. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't what um, I would say most. Trap Lord fans were looking for, but I think he's trying to look to reach out to a different audience. So I think that's what this was. Okay. Well, but, I'm just wait for the next one. Yeah, but I will tell you an album that I really liked. What's that? Twenty eighty eight. Oh. I actually listened to that thing all the way through, like two or three times, and I actually really enjoyed it. And I don't know if it has to do... So there's a couple of questions I ask myself when listening to this album. All right. What are these two questions? Um, one was just like, am I liking this because it sounds like Drake and J- Janae? Or, and then the last time, the second question, or, or not second, but the second part of that question, or is it because Drake stole Big Sean's like, type of flow and that's why I'm liking it? Because it sounds like... Um, that one song from Nothing Was the Same or whatever from Drake's The Janae Kill. I used to bump that song all the yeah. time and I don't know the name of it right now. But um but so that yeah, that, that was the question that was the one question I asked and then two, um, like where's R and B? Like it was it, this isn't hip hop, this is R and B, you know? So that was one other thing. That was the second one I asked huh. myself. I was like, Where's R and B at now? Where Big Sean is moving in on Chris Brown's territory because Chris Brown is over here trying to rap. He is definitely <laughs> trying to rap now. <laughs> but um, you know what I'm saying? Like that that was my my whole thing about that. You know, it, there were some very Drake elements on uh, 2088. Mm-hmm. 2088 is Big Sean and G- Janae Aiko. Uh They just dropped this album like two weeks ago, two three weeks ago. Yeah, we'll say at the most a month ago. Yeah. Um. Uh. Pretty good recommend you guys check it out but go ahead yeah i i mean i i enjoyed it um i enjoyed it it's one of those albums that you can put on and in mixed company 
and not have to worry about someone necessarily being offended. Um, as long as they're all adults. It, there are some pretty, like, you know, sexual parts in there. Um, but I feel like sex always goes over better than violence and, you know, nigga, 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 nigga. I always feel like it's... <laughs> I always feel like, you know, uh, ass and titties goes over better than than niggas and, 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 and glocks ass and rocks. Ass and titties. <laughs> ass and titties. Ass and titties. But you know what? I, I'm getting new beers. Sorry, guys. I totally understand the Drake comparisons. Um... But let's be real. Drake isn't even Drake anymore. Drake is everybody else. Why do we keep going back to Drake? Because Drake is the biggest thing in rap right now. So let's just be real. So, yeah, Drake isn't even on that style of Drake anymore. Um, it's like, well, shit, if Drake ain't going to be Drake, I guess Big Sean will do it. Uh, and, you know, he honestly did it pretty well. I mean, I, I thoroughly enjoyed... Uh, Big Sean, and not just for his style that was very Drake-like, but his lyrics were actually on point. Like he was, he was very to the point. Um, on songs where he's talking about them breaking up or them yeah. having issues, he's got some really good points and he's got some really good lines. You know, they all up in our business, like you and I, like. Ain't none of your friends' business. I mean, he's he, he, he's he, his punchlines are pretty fucking punchy, dude. And I'm like, that's one thing a lot of people sleep on when it comes to Big Sean. He has got those punchlines. He's got some punchy punchlines. Yeah. And I'm thinking to myself, where was this Big Sean on his last record? Oh, dude, see. And I had this debate with my friend Dave. He was like, because I told him I was like, that 2088, that's a good album. It's a good album. He was like, yeah, now you have to go back and listen to uh, my Dark Twist, like, Paradise or whatever that well, I is. I gotta go back and listen to that. I, I was listened like, to it when it came yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I don't think so. I listen, I, like, I tried to go back, and I was like, I remember why I didn't want to listen to this. Yeah. You know, like, it wasn't the same feeling. It wasn't the same. Big, like, I feel like Big Sean was a little bit more hungry in this one, a little more open. Because um, everybody criticized. And what's crazy to me, the people who criticized his last record were like not even big hip-hop people. No. It was like outside people, and I feel like that was Big Sean's opportunity to kind of expand his fan base, and he didn't do that. His core fans loved it. Mm-hmm. You know, those core people that supported him from day one, they loved it. Right. And it was actually a moderately successful project. Mm-hmm. I didn't like it. You know, where the ASAP Ferg record, I can I can say that it wasn't a cohesive piece of work, but as a collection of songs, it was decent. For that last Big Sean, Dark, what is it, Dark something? Dark twisted, Sky wanna, Paradise? Wanna be <laughs> Kanye West name, album, shit. We are so throwing some shade, shade right now. I, but you know what? I'm not, I'm not throwing shade at Big Sean. I'm throwing shade at that project. I wasn't a fan of it. And I'm a fan. I'm a listener. I'm a, I can have an opinion. Mm, um, I guess you can. Dark Sky Paradise is what yeah, it's called. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Um, there were songs on there I liked, but it wasn't very good. Uh, but man, the 2088, I'm like, man, this. where were those punchlines and where was that cohesive songwriting and there's a steady flow and they, they actually have some really good chemistry. Big they Sean really and do. Were they actually like involved? Is it, I, that that was good. Like I like musically, I think they are like a, a match made in heaven. It's his voice just and the tonality her. of his voice and the softness of hers and the the like uh, masculine softness of his. Like it's deep, but it's still not harsh. It, uh, it, it works really well. Um, he's not a great singer, but he definitely showcased uh, the the best qualities of his voice on mm -hmm. that. Um, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I wasn't expecting much right. going into it. Right. And they, they, I wasn't they either. surprised Like, me. it actually took me a minute to actually listen to it. Like, it came out, I was like, whatever. It's going to be some whatever shit. And and I think partly part of that was because of his last album. Yeah. I was just like, I don't know if I want to listen to this. You know? And that sucks as the consumer, like, or in, in from the art, and also like 
for the artist is that like if you put something out like it flops like you're in you can you could be losing a couple listens there for your next project which mm-hmm. sucks so like me but i was like you know what Tressie, you're trying to get into this whole podcast realm let's try and let's try and, like that's the same reason why i listen to fucking young thug same reason why i listen to um future same reason why i went back and listened to asap ferg like you know you're trying you got to make sure that you're educated this is one thing i actually want to um stress to our 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 listeners if you are a hip-hop fan make sure you go back and do your fucking homework preach you know what i'm saying like i may not know everything but i'm gonna go back and do my homework if i don't church anyway so i was i i I just didn't want to like go back to that that whole like realm of dark sky paradise especially when it was almost like twisted fantasy shit (laughs) like you know especially when you're biting off of kanye but um but when kanye's your idol and your it, label mate or whatever. It's just the name. Yeah. Nothing sonically about I know. that. I'm, said. I'm, I'm messing. I'm messing around. Kanye West. Don't shade. Shade room. Tressy. <sighs> anyway. Um, but yeah, so like I just didn't want to listen to it. And I I'm very happy that I did. Like they literally were perfect together. Sonically, um, creatively. I think like it sounded like they flowed like together. Like I hope they were in the studio together for this whole thing. They had to be. There's I, I no way you, you could get that kind of chemistry remote. Right? Like, I if they no. did, like, Jesus, I wonder what would happen if they are in the studio together. Did you, did you see the video? No, I haven't. It's like a 15-minute video where they splice a bunch of the songs together, like segments of the songs, mm-hmm. and kind of tell a story with it. Mm-hmm. It's incredible. Oh, man, I gotta listen. It's incredible. Look at that. They do the ones, I forget the name of the song, but the, uh, where it's like they're on a, a talk show. Yeah, talk show. It's called talk show. Oh, it's called talk show. Look mm-hmm. at me. I know. There I you did go. my homework. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, talk show. They actually do that song, yeah. and it's like right in the middle of the whole thing. And it, the watch the video. It's actually it's it's pretty intense. You know, guys, we'll we'll toss a link, a YouTube link in the in the uh, description for you guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely, definitely put some some links for a lot of the things that we're talking about today. No, no, actually, just that. Everything else, you got to find yourself. All right. Well, I guess since he's the boss, fuck right. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> Um, no, he's not the boss. Don't worry. I'm the one that fucking does all the shit anyway. Yes. No, nah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, 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 but we about not. to edit today together. Anyway, they don't need to know the inner workings. That They don't need to know what happens behind the curtain. Behind closed doors? No, I didn't. open mics? No, behind the curtain, closed doors assumes that there's something going on in the bedroom. That's where my ma- my mind went. I was thinking the bathroom. I gotta take a shit. Oh, <laughs> smells like poop. Anyway, uh, <laughs> might want to cut that out. <laughs> poop. Nah. Um. But yeah, whatever. No, I. Twenty eighty eight. Awesome. Twenty eighty eight. I enjoyed it. Good stuff. Yeah. Um. Was there anything else that came out? Like, I don't think there was anything else that came out that actually grabbed my attention since we last. Since we posted, last. Yeah. I. I can't. I'm sure there's some underground shit that someone's gonna be like, you didn't hear this, like no, I didn't right, hear it. Right. Send it to me. I might listen to it. Otherwise, mm-hmm. I don't know what to say. I'm gonna get you. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's anything you guys want us to listen to or give our opinion on? Definitely, you know, drop a comment and we will we'll listen to it and you'll yeah. hear it. We have our Tumblr page. We also have the SoundCloud, and we will be checking that very often yeah um oh one thing i wanted to say about 2088 was a uh, two minute warning it was the one that was featuring casey and jojo it's the two minute warning yes. that's that song Woo! and i didn't want it to be two minutes i know it's a little over two minutes but i wanted to i kept playing that song over and over and london bridge was pretty good too but anyway we'll drop a link or, or put some stuff in the description letting listen you guys know it. what to listen to because listen this stuff to, is really good stuff. Listen to the 2088. You know, this is it, it reminds me of some old like 90s for the 2000s like baby making music. Mm-hmm. Like an album you can put on when it's that time. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Exactly. Circling right. And, and, and everybody's happy. Exactly. There's some rapping. There's some singing. Everybody happy. <laughs> exactly. That's circling around to my, my point where I was just like where's her R&B? It's right here. You know? Mm-hmm. Like this is good stuff. Um, so you can listen to that on any one of the streaming services you have. Tidal, Spotify, Apple Music. Google Play. Google Play. Rhapsody. 
oh, you want to go back? You want to take it back? So what's, you know what's weird? So this Beyonce Lemonade thing came out, right? Did it? I don't know. I haven't seen it. Yeah. We got the Beyonce Lemonade coming out. Uh, that's the most recent thing that came out. Um, you can only see it on Tidal or HBO. And on wait, wait, it's on HBO. It was on HBO. It oh, was because it was a a, a a a musical film or some shit like oh that. Oh my god. Um, of course, I was like not doing shit. Like I was actually out doing stuff on a Saturday night, and I wasn't able to watch it. Um, so you can't find it anywhere else. So that's exclusive to title, and it's not even on HBO anymore. I try. I checked my HBO Go. Can't oh get it. God. Um, you also have um the life of Pablo exclusively for title only for a month and a half and and then they put it on everything else and then they took it away from google play so i'm just saying exclusively to those things yes um we have views from the six that's going to be exclusively to apple music yes so the fuck do these people think we are i don't know like i don't want to have to the reason why you subscribe to a streaming service it's because you're supposed to get all of your music from this screen, streaming service, yes. right? As from a consumer's perspective. Yes. Um, so, well, I just wanted to ask you too, like, what are your thoughts on like all these streaming services that we have in like, like Tidal versus Spotify versus Apple Music versus Google Play? Like, we have all these things. We have all these artists that are exclusive to to one of these like uh, these streaming services. Like, who do you choose? Like, how do you choose? Like, where are we going with music to where to to to, to this? whole thing that we got here like you know what i'm saying so i remember back in oakland in oakland uh when i was in on maybell childish gambigo tell uh, me that's the name of the song <laughs> yeah actually i wasn't on telegraph i was on maybell uh i was only s- saying s- the name of the song so i don't know why you are saying stuff like that. sitting at the computer <laughs> um Imagine me, a young boy, logging on to my 56K modem. There you go. Uh, and there was a song I really wanted to hear. So what did I do? Um, I had options. I could turn on the radio, and I could listen to the radio uh, and wait for it to come on and be happy, and then call the radio and request it. Mm-hmm. I could go out and buy the single on either cassette tape or on CD. Or I could open up my computer and download it for motherfucking free. Uh, there were several programs that were out initially. Um, what was that one? Napster, they got shut down. Yep. And then there was Kazam mm-hmm. that just was full of fucking viruses, especially if you're trying to download porn. Uh, <laughs> So yeah, I had to reformat. I had to reformat my computer several times. LimeWire was the worst. I used to use LimeWire for music. Yeah, but it, it was riddled with malware. Yeah. Anyway, so I was a freaking, and then Torrents came out. Yep. And it was like my game was over. I was getting albums. I was getting mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. I was like, man, fuck the studios, fuck the labels, fuck everybody. And then you know I started taking my music per- uh, a little bit more seriously and. I started thinking like, man, I'm, I'm robbing the same people in the same industry that I'm a part of. I'm going to cut you off. Should we just end it? Because we only have five more minutes until we make an hour. But we also have edits to make. You sure? All right. I feel like when we edit it down, it'll be like 45, 50 minutes. All right, cool. 50, we'll say four. That's when I stopped. Okay, cool. So I, I realized at that point, like, I'm stealing from the same industry that I'm trying to be a part of. Right. So when the streaming services finally became available and they actually had comprehensive uh, libraries, I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to stop being an e-savage or I'm going to stop fucking, like, e-savage. I'm going to stop stealing from these artists and I'm just going to pay the freaking $10 a month. And listen to what I want. And there's every, every once in a while there's an album I like, I'll actually buy it. Right. Um, but I still will have access to my music when I want it, where I want it. Um, and I'll still be supporting the artist. Mm-hmm. And I won't be breaking the bank to hear everything. Ten bucks a month. You know what? I got a job. Uh, I can afford $10 a month. Yeah. Uh, so I went for it. And I was happy. Until recently 
when all these freaking streaming services start competing with each other. And right. now there's exclusives for this one, exclusives for that one. And in all honesty, I feel like it's segmenting the market and it's making me want to be a fucking pirate again. Right. It's making me want to hop back on the, the fucking, uh, back on my ship mm-hmm. and fucking sail around the fucking World Wide Web, dude. Like Sail around in the pirate bay? Exactly. Like <laughs> That's for you hackers out there. Yeah, you guys know what's up. Like... <laughs> I was a part of that life for a very long time. Mm -hmm. I I would make CDs for people. Mm -hmm. And so the fact that I'm actually a willing participant in the legal part of it and you're still excluding me, Mm -hmm. it's like, fuck you, man. Right, right. But then also, okay, so then we're paying $10. So so that's the thing is that it also... um, reflects like the how how everything's evolved and changed right so we used to pay like ten dollars for an album you know yes. what i'm saying and now we're paying ten dollars for a subscription to all the music we want at our fingertips yes so excuse me so is it fair to from an artist's perspective to expect the consumer to subscribe to all of these different ones because monthly so say how many albums did you used to buy um as a kid you know um, or not probably as even a kid. In, in total probably like five and i just downloaded the rest for free but i'm saying that like like in in general like minus what you, what you were um downloading like how many like what i'm trying to quantify is like how many albums did i used to buy within a month versus paying for a subscription a month much less you know what i'm saying so it's the subscription is much less than what I would try and buy. Um, but then also again, we were pirating stuff. So that's why the streaming service is trying to bring money back to the artist, blah, blah, blah. So like, to me, it's like, where do we try and figure out what that happy medium is? Like, do you, is, are we supposed to spend, uh, like, cause I know Spotify and Google play is like $10 a month. Mm-hmm. I think Apple music is like, I think it's 10, 10 too. 10. I know Title's, titles 20 yeah. if you have the HD. Right. So version. title is a lot more. Which is retarded because most people don't even have the hardware to hear the difference in the fidelity. The but that's a whole different... <laughs> mm. That's a whole different game. Right. I would love to play some high quality audio for you and then some low quality or regular quality audio and have you tell me the difference. Right. Nobody can. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Unless you have the ears of a dog or some shit. Unless you have the fucking ears of a god. (laughs) Oh man. So yeah. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm trying to quantify. Like, what is like the amount of like what's where do they expect us to stop? You know, say like if I want to listen to this Views from the Six, I'm gonna have to subscribe to Apple Music. If I want to listen to this Lemonade or watch that video, which is supposed to be fucking prolific, I have to pay for either the $17.99 album or pay for the the ten. 99 or the $10 subscription or $20 subscription to title and that I already have my Spotify I already have like luckily I have um, Google Play through you and then you know what I'm saying like we like I have to spend money on a bunch of this shit I'm already streaming on my fucking TV you know what I'm saying I don't even pay for cable now but and don't don't think I'm complaining because I'm not paying for cable so I have room to pay for some of this shit but no there's a reason why you don't pay for things because you want to save fucking money Right. Not all of us are goddamn billionaires. So that's that's just my thing. It's like, where do we, like, where does it stop? Like, where does the next mogul come in and say, hey, I have this streaming service and I got Young Thug on this motherfucker. Or I got, like, D'Angelo on this motherfucker. It'll never stop. You know? I mean, that's that, that's the short answer. So then that's them getting music, like, all the time. The problem is, you know... People are listening to more, statistically, people are listening to music more now than they ever have. True, because it's at our fingertips. But revenue from music is at an all-time low. So you've got these music execs who, in my opinion, were just making too much money off of the back of the artist in the first place, um, who are now kind of, the the market is almost entering a correction Mm -hmm. where, oh shit, y'all were making way too much money before. Now this is maybe more realistic, so now they're freaking out because mm-hmm. they got these leases, they got these houses, these cars, and you know what? The money's not coming in like it used to, mm-hmm. so they're freaking out. So what are they doing? They're throwing twenty million dollars at Drake to exclusively uh, drop on their platform so they can gain subscribers, yeah. money flow, cash flow. All right, 
Um, that's one thing about these streaming services is that if you can get enough people on them, that is cash flow. Um, like you said, they're buying an album a month. So imagine these people buying an album a month. Um, the companies can bank on that. That's, mm-hmm. that's money they know they have in the bank. Um, but if you look at the breakdown on how much actually goes to the artists and the producers and the writers and the recording artists and or the the, the, the engineers the recording engineers, it's pennies. Mm-hmm. It's 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 absolutely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a bill that's going up to Congress now that's going to hopefully give some money, and uh, so that recording engineers can actually get royalties on records that they record. That would be amazing. They're not written in. It's not in the copyright law. The, the The recording engineer is on their own when it comes to getting compensation for any records that they record. Um, and if you've ever been in the studio, any of you listeners, you know that the recording engineer is is central to making a hot record. There's no, there is no your favorite artist without the engineer. Like just putting that out there. Like I'm not sure if you guys know this, but this this motherfucker is the person that makes your future, that makes your Kanye, that makes your your anybody sound as good as they do. Yes, they're the motivators. They are the ones that tell you, nah, you can do that again, again, again. Right, and they're the ones. They're they are basically the ones that know the science behind your voice. Yep, and good way to they, put it. it. And and the the artist is the only person that knows the art. So you can come up with all these com- completely like amazing things with your voice or with your your instrument or whatever, but the one person that's going to know how to make sure that that is um, consumed the correct way is that engineer. Yep. They are the science behind your voice. I like that. The science behind your mm-hmm. voice. Because nobody, they, they're the ones that do the, your frequencies. They're like they know they know what those things are. Like, you know, where you should be sitting. They, they're the ones that know, like, I need to put throw a compressor on, uh, on this thing. I need to make sure that there's a little bit of reverb here. Like, everyone in the fucking world knows what reverb is now. Like, <laughs> but, like, nobody knows what, like, how to properly place an EQ on something. EQ is an equalizer. Like, I don't know a bunch of this. Sh- I, I know some just because of, like, my producing background just from me going on YouTube and looking at stuff. But we also have friends that are in the industry that do this for a living and actually went to school and, and have years of experience in these things. And so master's degree. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So like, and, and record like um, that soon to be (laughs) platinum recording artists, you know, uh, artists that have performed with Prince. Oh, that's one thing we didn't cover. RIP dude. But, um, but yeah, like that's, there's just, there's a science to making music and making it, um, consumable that's all I'm gonna say and that's my spiel that's my spiel 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 so you said Prince I know rest in peace uh there's not much else that we can say right now yeah I mean I wasn't a Prince fan like I wasn't like oh my god I love Prince it Mm was I respect his artistry um I knew his hits, but, you know, I, I can't lie posthumously and be like, oh, my God, I loved Prince. Like, mm-hmm. Prince was cool. I wish I could have seen him in concert. How many black dudes you know can play a guitar like that? Not many. Or keys. So it's 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 very, uh, it's kind of fucked up. But, you know, I, I don't know what happened or why it happened. Uh you know, I, it's it's sad. I I really wish I could have seen the dude in concert. I mean, yeah, that was actually one of my bucket list things that I wanted to do is uh, see Prince. But unfortunately, I mean, I would say I was a fan of Prince. I would say, but I would say uh, I wouldn't say I was the biggest fan. Um, I've I've always watched his like performances. I loved Purple Rain as a, as a movie as a song. Um, I, I I mean, I didn't keep up with all of his albums. I was seen also it, very young. Seen it once. Yeah? yeah, I've seen it like like numerous times, yeah. but like you know, like Prince was was amazing. Like that is one person that like it, like he was your celebrity's celebrity. Like nobody could touch that motherfucker. Like he was, and then also like he he defied um, categories or boxes, never okay. not humanity, um, because like you know, he, the motherfucker would wear eyeliner and and high heels and a leotard and still steal your bitch. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, it's and then straight men respected him for that shit. Like, how do you, you know what I'm saying? Probably. Like, the, the most straight men, like the most homophobic straight men respect the shit out of, uh, out of Prince. And I don't get it, you know? <laughs> like, that's just, it's just something, like his aura, his swag, his everything about him was just are you, fucking crazy. Are you talking about Dave Chappelle's version of Prince or nah. the actual version of Prince? <laughs> the actual version. Okay. Because the most, the, Dave Chappelle probably opened my eyes to Prince more than everybody else. Yeah. That's the, the Charlie Murphy story, which is actually a true story. It's a true story about Prince. Served waffles. Yeah, he's like, yeah. (laughs) I actually um, listened to an interview recently that Charlie Murphy did. He was like, yeah, everything was a true story that I said about that on the Dave Chappelle show. He's like, I mean, that was back in the day when everybody was young and out there partying and shit like that. And, like, you would run into people. And, like, I was always out anywhere Eddie was at, I was at. And he was like, like, you would run into people. But... Like, one thing I, I, I always respected about Prince was his artistry. And, and I just wish his family and his friends, I just have, I just want to send out my deepest condolences to them. I feel, I feel weird doing that sometimes. Like, I didn't know him. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know him. Like, I didn't know, I knew him musically, but I didn't know him personally. So why would I send, like, they, these people aren't going to hear my, my, like, I, I wish you the best. For sure, you know but saying? I mean, I, I think what it shows is that he actually had an impact on your life, even though you never knew him. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something powerful, that someone can impact someone's life right. with, and it's, it's, it's omnidirectional, right? So right. It's only one way. Right. You know, you have no impact on Prince's life, but he had an impact, impact on, on yours. yours. Yeah. Which is fine. You know, I can't take anything away like, from it, but. It feels like know. I've been raped. I'm just kidding. It's a one-way transaction there. <laughs> exactly. How the fuck you go from Prince I to know, rape? Dude. Oh my so god. So bad. That's just my my crazy whacked out fucking brain. Maybe we should just end this. I'm I'm, I'm thinking we should end it on rape and Prince. <laughs> Not raping Prince, but rape and. God. Damn it. Yes. Let's do the crate for your ass. Through the crate. Fuck. We've gone through it, guys. So <laughs> we did. Uh, we've got. We went from some goofy shit in the beginning to some serious shit at the end to some goofy shit at the end. So just remember, guys. Uh, don't rape Prince. Don't do it. <laughs> Let's do the crate. Let's do the crate. All right, guys. Sorry about that. Deuces. Peace. <laughs>